to the Universal Sisterhood podcast, the hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman they were designed to be. Every human heart is created to be known, loved, and understood. So this is the place where women can share their stories. Welcome to episode 28. In today's episode, I get to chat with the remarkable Rocio. She is a young woman who marries her sick husband um, to be widowed only four and a half short months into it. Um, her human heart comes as close as is humanly possible to the broken heart of Jesus. Um, she honours her wedding vows to love her husband to the very end. Um, love only really has logic and meaning when it takes the form of a cross and a cross they both carried. Um, you do something great with your life when you do all the small things in it with great love. And they both did that. They had true, authentic love. Some, The type of love, I suppose, that some marriages will never get. And I suppose it's not how long you're married, it's how well you're married. And this is a true love story. Um, I really hope that um, her story inspires you to go home and truly love to the bitter end all the people that God has intentionally selected to be in your life. Um, You're going to need tissues, but you're going to love listening to the love story of Rocio and Andy. Welcome to the podcast. I I have been quite teary all morning <laughs> waiting for you to come um, because your story, although everyone on this podcast stories are personal and are beautiful and unique in their own way, yours is very raw still yep. and new. Um, so I would love to introduce Rocio to the podcast Welcome. Thank you. You're a very brave woman and you're here to tell your story. So just before we dive in, can you just say who you are and where you're from? And Yes, I'm Rocio. I'm Mexican. Mm-hmm. I came Beautifully to... Mexican. She's <laughs> stunning. <laughs> um, I came to Australia like two years ago and... Um, I don't know, should I start now? <laughs> yeah, 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 go for it. Um, I came because of love, <laughs> so I met um, Andy. Um, sorry. No, go for it. I met Andy a few years ago and, um, you know, we started dating and I went back to Mexico and I just couldn't stay there. <laughs> so Stop I thinking about it. Yeah, so I came here and... Yeah, I've been living here for a while now, and Beautiful. now Australia is my home. So what I wanted to talk um, about today was your story, and your story is very unique in the fact that you've been married, how long? Was it three months? <laughs> Not even five, almost five. Five months. Yep. And you didn't you didn't get to your five-month no. anniversary before you lost Andy. Yeah. Actually, the, the fifth 
like my five month anniversary was the day of Andy's funeral. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, that's hard and heartbreaking all in one. Yeah. Um, but I've, you, I have never met. I, today is the first day I've met you, and I saw you at the funeral. I knew Andy only through my husband and my brothers. I distinctly remember him actually at a wedding we went to a few years ago. And he was this cheeky guy around the corner having a cigarette <laughs> and a dart. <laughs> I had a quite a funny encounter with him, but I won't go into it. It was just very funny. He was very he was a larrikin. Um but um I hadn't I hadn't met you until today, but watching you conduct yourself at that funeral was I can see why he fell in love with you. Because yeah. you're very Courageous, brave, beautiful, all those things aside though, you um, you know how to love and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Well, whether we get there or not, but it's a love story. Yes, yes. And although your love song was short, it doesn't diminish how beautiful and how sweet and how real and authentic your love was. I mean, time doesn't, um, you could be married for 80 years and not have the love that you had because it was, it was hard, it was sacrificial love. Um, so can you take us back to, what, two years ago, was it? Yep. Um, so a few years ago, it was like two and a half, three years ago, mm-hmm. I came to Australia just to... I was just here for like three months. I was going to be living with friends and doing not much because I finished uni and I. How old were you? I was twenty-two. So you were footloose and fancy free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a boyfriend actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, from Mexico, <laughs> and I. Little did he know. <laughs> um, we just started dating a few weeks before I came, so yeah. I didn't. Well, yeah. Um, and I came here and I was staying with my sister. So my sister is married to Andy's cousin. Mm-hmm. And I was living with her for a few weeks before my friends came. And they were, Andy was their neighbor and cousin. So he would come over a lot. And I remember meeting him and I was just like, he's so cool. Like I just thought he was, be- but I had a boyfriend. So it wasn't yeah, yeah. like not in my reach. <laughs> but I remember telling a friend, like, Seriously, I'm going to set you up with this guy. Like, he's just the best. He's, you know, like, I was very, like, struck by him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, after a few months, I was like, okay, I'm not going to set you up with him. He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. <laughs> yeah, so I I didn't break up with my boyfriend because of Andy, but yeah. I just broke up with him. Like, it just didn't work. And actually... Um, a few weeks after I met Andy, he was diagnosed with cancer. And what, what kind of cancer did he have? Esophageal. But then, like, the, the um, diagnosis wasn't very good. Uh-huh. So, actually, he didn't have, like, a much time at the beginning. Oh. Um, but then he started chemos and, you know, like, um, things were going well yeah <laughs> you know like it was just like um trying to control the cancer and mm-hmm. stop stop it from spreading mm-hmm. um and 
Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Yeah, and then after a few months, I remember just, you know, I was just friends with him, kind mm-hmm. of, because I was very shy, <laughs> very shy, and especially in English. Like, I just didn't want to really speak English. I was very nervous about how my pronunciation was going to be, so I just didn't talk <laughs> at all. Yeah. So I was very shy. And But I knew he liked me. And I was like, he why? He gave you a cheeky wink. Yeah. And I was like, why do you like me? Like, I, like I, you know, I never had a real conversation with him. Yeah. Like I did, but not really. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know why he liked me. And I like him back. I can see why he liked me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, yeah, at, at the end of my, you know, sometimes we, I remember he had this vigil in Arana, like a big visual, mm-hmm. a lot of people went and I was living in the city. So I took a train and went and I got lost and it was just a bit of a, <laughs> a nightmare. A nightmare, yeah, it was late and I was, yeah. But I got there at the end and I even, like I, I think he was with someone and I never said hello, but I went and whatever I left and then he sent me a message saying like, you know, it was very... Uh, grateful and that I went and that I got lost. He saw you. He saw me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so then... hidden things, see, they're important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I remember when I went to the train and I took the wrong one and then I went back and I was like, you know what, I'm just going home. This is not worth it. Like, it's just far away, it's late, I'm just going to go. Like, it's... But then something was like, no, go. (laughs) And I went. Um, and then after that, we like started not really talking, but like a little bit. <laughs> um, and I just remember I really, really liked him. And I was with my auntie the last, my last day before I went to Mexico. And she, and he texted me and saying like, oh, I know it's your last day. I really want to say goodbye. What are you doing tonight? And I'm like, <gasps> I was like, look, I was just so excited <laughs> showing my auntie because she knew I liked him. And, you know, I had plans with friends and I cancelled it. I was like, I'll see you later. I'm just going to go to this thing. And I went, so there's, when he got diagnosed, he started having rotary groups on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a Wednesday and I went to the rotary thing. And I got there and we, like, he didn't talk to me at all. And I didn't. Like, I think we're just very nervous. Yeah. It was like, you know, when you were 14 and you yeah. like, don't know what to say. I felt like that. So the rosary group was at his house. At his house. Yeah. And he and this was your last night. My last night. And he and didn't so, talk to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember we were in the kitchen and there was like a few people around. I think it was because there was a few people around. So yeah. it was a bit yeah. weird. I don't know. And uh, I just saw him like looking at me. And I was looking at him, but then I got nervous and it was just weird. <laughs> so we didn't even talk. Yeah. And then I left and, you know, I just, I was writing him a text saying, you know, like, oh, I'm terrible with words. Sorry, I was so nervous. But I just wanted to say that I really liked meeting you and I hope everything goes well. You know, and I would like love to hear that, like yeah. how things are going. Yeah. And before I send them, he sent one <laughs> saying practically the same. So it was very good. Yeah. yeah. And then I went back to Mexico and, like, we was talking for a little bit. So you smiled all the way home on the plane. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, and we were, you know, like, talking a little bit just about things. And, <clears throat> and then my sister was pregnant again and she was having a bit of, I don't know, she just, like, she had a one-year-old and she was pregnant mm. and she had a difficult pregnancy. So she was like, Mom, please. Help. Just help. Yeah. 
like I can't afford a nanny, help me pay for it or just send one of my sisters because I need help. Mm. So I was like, okay, I can did you, go. Did you put your hand up? <laughs> um, actually, it worked that well because my other sister, mm. she had something planned for that summer. Is she so older than you? She's younger than, younger than you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'll go. <laughs> and I came and... How long after was It this? was like five months okay. after, yeah. But were you communicating between? We were, yeah. At the beginning, not that much, but then when it like when coming, you knew you were coming out, he <laughs> <laughs> started being more more regular. Yeah. And when yeah, so I came here and we yeah, pretty much we started dating. I remember our first date was in we went to Vivid. Oh yes. Oh, so it's now like <laughs> yeah, June, like around this winter. Time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and then and then how long after were you engaged uh, and then after that a year after we got okay. engaged yeah so after a few months I went back to Mexico mm. and we were like doing long distance for a while he came to visit me three times oh wow five months I know that's keen yeah you, you, <laughs> you knew the writing was on the and wall he just you know like he would have chemo and then between one between chemos he had three weeks so he finished chemo and then he would fly to Mexico for two weeks and then come back and have another chemo and what was his health like um were you were you nursing him or were you no no so he was he was all right like he wasn't feeling great but he was still functioning he was still fine yeah yeah. you know he was flying and he was there and and it's hard flying at the best of times and it's like a big trip and yeah or and he was very good at hiding it as well. Hmm. Not hiding. He just didn't show. Yeah. His emotions. Yeah. More like he, he didn't want to get people worried about him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so even if he was feeling very, very sick, he just didn't. Mm-hmm. He just always made the effort to be smiling mm-hmm. and just to be. Cheerful. Yeah. Cheerful. Yeah. Wow. Would he tell you that he was sick? That he felt See? Sometimes. Yeah. It took a while. <laughs> I need to I needed to push him a little bit to uh-huh. for him to say things. Yeah. But yeah. Um so then So then yeah, we were apart for a few months and then I decided to come to Australia. So I came here last January mm-hmm. and I remember when I came because I was so confused and I didn't really know what to do and I loved him but it was too much you know there was a lot mm. of things going on and mm. I was far away like it was far away from my family um you know like literally the other side of the world mm. um you know he was sick yeah. and he didn't really have much like mm. good yeah. prognosis and things were hard but um so I remember coming and I was like I tell, told him I'm just going just to see how re- our relationship goes but I don't think I can get married mm. because this is too much. Like, yeah. you know, if things go well, like if, if you, you know, I don't know, if you get a miracle or something, maybe we, we can think about getting married. But I don't think – I was just yeah. like, no. But then after a few months when I was here, I was like – I was the one starting the conversation. I was like, so, so what's next? <laughs> um, and, yeah, so we started talking about getting married and – but still, like, even though I was ready, not ready, but, like, there was still a lot of things that, was, that were holding me back. And I was just, I don't know, I was just very confused. You know, I had a lot of voices in my head 
I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but I, but there was some something pushing me to do it. You know, to get married, to yeah. be with him. Yeah. And yeah. um, how was he? You said that it, it was now you, the one pursuing the idea of marriage. <laughs> yeah. Did he not want to because he didn't want to hurt um, you, or he was? He he did want to, yeah. but a little bit like that. He he felt that I was like he was going to put me through something very hard. Mm. So he he was scared. Yeah. He was scared of making me suffer. Yeah. Uh, but I remember one time. And that's noble. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time he told me, you know, I. Um, he just told me if you ever decide that you don't want to go through this and you want to go back to Mexico, you know, I'll be like, I'll support you 100%. I'll still love you. I won't be sad. I won't be angry at you or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like you fully understand why you wouldn't want to. Yeah. Hang around. Yeah. yeah. And. I remember after that, I was like, whoa, like that's just something very, I don't know. Courageous. Yeah. That's admirable. Mm. That's saint-making material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, want to, I want to just read this before we go any further because it's a – what you are about to embark on is a marriage to a man that is very sick um, – and it's not Hollywood's kind of idea, or not even, you know, just people's idea or um, perception or concept of marriage, of love, because they see love as, you know, you know, you know those silly songs, like I'll catch a grenade for you and I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, stop a, I'll stop a train for you kind of thing. What you do um, is suffer mm. with him and for him. Um, and that's authentic love, and that's beautiful. Um, but I wanted to read. It says here, this is Anne Voskamp, and she talks about love. Um, love bears all things. To bear, stego, is in Greek means literally means a thatched roof. Look, I'm crying. I'm <laughs> um, stego literally means a thatched roof. Love is a roof. Love bears all things like a roof bears the wind and the rain, like a roof that bears the burdens of lashing storms, brutal heat, like a bucket poured right out that could make a roof over your head to absorb storms. That gives itself as a container to carry the burdens of others. Real love is a roof. Real love makes you into a shelter. Real love makes you into a safe place. Real love makes you safe and you were his safe place. Mm. And that's that's real love. That's beautiful. So before we dive into the next part, I just wanted to say, you know, it's a it's a true love story. So what 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 was your what was going through your head? What was your prayer at this point? Like, is it it's all hope? Mm. Yes. Yeah. A miracle. Yeah. We're going to see this through, we're going to kick cats or kick it to the curb type (laughs) thing. Um, And were you living day by day or did you see, did you want to see the future Um, or you just couldn't bear looking that far ahead? No, I think I saw the future too much. Mm -hmm. Like I was always worried about what the future would hold. So like the main reason I didn't want to get married in the first place was because 
I thought that being married would make everything way harder. Mm-hmm. Like when he passed away, mm-hmm. I was going to suffer much more if mm-hmm. he was my husband than if he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think like I, I don't know, like I always thought about that. But then sometimes I had the hope that what if, yeah, yeah what if, you know, these they find a new treatment and we are together for 10 years. So mm. what if, I don't know, yeah. you know, if it gets a miracle, then we, yeah. so I think one of the things I was like, you know, I was thinking like, what if this happened, you know, what if I get married and he dies and I feel horrible, <laughs> but what if I don't marry him and what's going to happen? Like, how am I going to feel? Mm. And I think, that was a big push. As in, I've abandoned him. Yeah. I've let him down. Yeah. Mm. And I know that I had the right to do that. Mm. Like, I know I could, you know, go on and be relatively happy mm. and not going through this. But I just, I don't know, it seemed, it seemed like unbearable yeah. not being with him. It wasn't God's plan for you. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. He wanted you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so when does your, um, so does it become a prayer of surrender, trust? Yeah, a little bit. I'll do do your will. (laughs) I, yeah, I was always like, please help me, like, please, you know, give us a miracle. But if if it's not, like, I'll just. Help me to accept it. Yeah. I feel like I always prayed since. Even years before Andy, I would always be like, I know you want something of me. If it's hard, I'll do it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't care. Like, I'll just do what you want from me. And and I think when I met Andy and, like, we decided to get married and everything, I saw clearly that he, that was what he wanted me to do. Mm. That was my vocation and that was what I, yeah, mm. my plan, you know, my. And that's what gets you to heaven. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it kept me go- like. That's what kept me going. I think because I was scared. I was very, very scared, and I was confused. And sometimes I just remember being, you know, always changing my mind, saying something, and then a week after, I was like, actually, I don't know. And I remember one time, as in marrying, not marrying, marrying. Or- yeah, or like coming to a certain, not coming, coming, not yeah, coming. Yeah. And I remember one time, and he said, okay you decided you wanted to come, you already made a decision, why are you changing it? Like, what's what's happening? Like, just stick to the decision. I was like, I know, I'm so sorry, but I'm confused. And, like, I was in Mexico and my parents, you know, they were worried about me. So mm-hmm. they would say, like, this is going to happen. And a few years ago, they lost two friends from cancer. Mm-hmm. And, like, my mom is good friends with the wives. So she was like, I've seen it. I know what it's like and it's not nice. Like, mm. you know, it was like. Yeah. I mean, as a parent, you, you want to do everything yeah. to protect your child. Yeah. So she was speaking out of love. Exactly. Exactly. But I, and I knew it. Yeah. And I think it was very good for me to have that because I could truly see what I was going to go through. Yeah. You knew it wasn't, there wasn't going to be, um, it wasn't. There was no guarantee that it was going to work out well and you yeah. saw the ugly side. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, but I just remember 
because we always pray to Don Alvaro mm -hmm. for a miracle. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time just saying, like, please, if you are going to, you know, because, like, I know that him dying maybe could be better for his soul, but please don't take him and I'm going to make sure it's not. I'm going to make sure that, you know, he yeah. gets, he he's better. <laughs> and he, I don't know. You're going to make him a holier man. Yeah, <laughs> if he stays. Yeah. Please. <laughs> just, yeah. Hmm. But obviously, it wasn't his plan. No. So then, what? So, so you get engaged. Yeah. So your parents weren't. They were just worried for you, basically. Yeah. yeah they yeah. were very worried. <laughs> um, Which is understandable. Yeah. So actually, I think this is an interesting part of it. Mm -hmm. When I truly decided, when I saw that, okay, I have to marry, or like yeah. I really want to marry him, was I was. It was the day of. Um, Saint Joseph. Oh yeah. So I was in mass, and you know the priest was just um, talking about um, uh, you know Saint Joseph and how he, when when he um, found out that Mary was pregnant, and he was like, "What do I do now? You know, like I am this in this tough situation, and what what am I gonna do?" And the angel just says. Trust. trust, just mm. trust and take her. And I just saw it clearly. I was like, yeah, me too. I'm going to just trust and say yes. Like this is yeah. my, yeah. This is your fear. <laughs> yeah. How beautiful. Like in this part what people think, you mm -hmm. know, because I could just picture myself in Joseph's place and like, what are people going to think? Like she's pregnant and we're not mm. even living together. Like, mm. you know, like it's a big scandal. Yeah. Scandal and I don't know. And I was like, I feel the same, yeah. you know, not because I'm doing the wrong thing, but it's just because it's, it's big and you have to, it, it's, yeah. it hurts. Yeah. But it's I a sacrifice. Mm. So then how long after were you married? Uh, so we got engaged in June. Yeah. And then we got married in November. Yeah, so that was also a big thing <laughs> because we wanted to get married in Mexico. But oh, then really? We, yeah, but then we had to wait because of treatments and stuff. And then at the end, I don't know, it was just changing our minds the whole time. Was he quite sick by this stage? At the end he was, yeah. He, he just couldn't, like, he wasn't that bad, but he couldn't make a trip like that. Like, yeah. a bit. So we decided to make it here. And then he got a few bad results before the wedding. Um, and so we just decided to move it forward. Mm -hmm. So two weeks before the wedding, we were like, let's do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So you hadn't, so you, there was nothing planned. There was nothing planned. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so, it looked extremely well orchestrated <laughs> Thank you. for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> It was beautiful. Thank you. So beautiful. Yeah, it's very nice. Can I put some photos up on yes. the Instagram page? Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. And was it a beautiful day? It or was. Or was it a hard day? No, it was very beautiful. It was just the best. I don't know. And then my parents came and all my siblings came. It was a surprise. I didn't know. I thought oh. just my parents were coming and then everyone came. So oh, it was very nice. Lovely. And yeah. yeah, it was very nice to share it with everyone and and what was married life? Was it what you expected? <laughs> Never is. <laughs> Not really. 
So um, just like to say that it's never <laughs> what you expect. <laughs> uh, we got married, and we, you know, we went away for a few days because we just could go for a few days because he was having treatment. Mm-hmm. So we got married on a Saturday, and he had treatment on Thursday, on Wednesday. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, so we went out, we went away for a few days, and then came back for treatment. And treatment is it? He's hooked up to an IV, or yeah. he's and then he's yeah, yeah really for, sick for twenty four hours, or um so. Normally it came later, so he would feel a bit tired. Mm-hmm. But then, well, actually, at that point, this treatment wasn't that Invasive. aggressive. Uh-huh. So it wasn't that like he was just feeling very tired and not very yeah, but, yeah, but not that sick. Mm-hmm. And but then after that treatment, his pain just got very very bad. And on the Friday. We no on the Saturday morning we went to hospital. <laughs> so the week after you were married, you were back <laughs> in hospital. Yeah, because the pain he just had a lot, a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. So we're in the hospital and, um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And were you thinking, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I was, but then, not really. Actually, yeah. I yeah. was just thinking like, this is it. Whoa, this is hard. Yeah. Like this is. Not what I was expecting yeah. because I thought, like, we're going to get married and we're going to have a few months, maybe weeks, mm-hmm. I don't know, of yeah. normal life and then it's going to get hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it just went yeah. straight in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So wow. That's a, bit... that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, that's real love. Mm. But I, I remember um, talking to my psychologist mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I've been seeing the psychologist for a few months. Even before before, before we start, we got married, mm. and you know, he, I told him that. So he's in the hospital, and he was like, "Wow!" So you know, he was impressed because, like, "Wow, you just got married. How do you feel? Like, how do you feel about getting married?" I was like, "Thank God we did it last week, yeah. <laughs> because it was like perfect timing." And even I felt a bit different, like being there with the hospital in the hospital, being his wife. Yeah, it just it was just different. Yeah, I don't know. I was very glad we got married. <laughs> yeah. Wow. In yeah. God's timing. Yeah. He has perfect timing, even though <laughs> yeah. that sometimes we don't. We can't understand. Yeah. But, that, I mean, that just mm. illustrates that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we, we're, I just have to read this here because it's, we're made in the image of God and wasn't God's heart made to break too. Wounds can be openings to the beauty in us. And our weaknesses can be a container for God's glory. And that's just, illust- you know, you're a week after you're married, you're there back in the hospital, um, like maybe feeling shattered, like, you know, mm. this is not what I expected. <laughs> like I was, you know, you've broken my heart already. Mm. Like this is hard. How am I going to cope? Yeah. But you're, you turn to who, who, who makes you so brave? I don't know. God, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, your faith. Yeah. Without your faith, would you could you imagine going through this? I don't think so. Hmm. Because I've always, even when it got very hard and I was just devastated and very sad and just very upset about it, there was always peace. You know, there was always this thing telling me, obviously God telling me that this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is the right place. You're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So it was comforting. Yeah. Even if it was hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, you're a new wife now and you've become 
almost a full-time carer overnight. Mm. How does that, <laughs> how, how do you get your head around that? Mm. I don't know. I think we just were adjusting as yeah. things came. I mean, it's hard enough to adjust to married life. Yeah. And I just felt like every time we had to adjust to a different thing. Daily. Daily. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, he, because the treatment now started, it was this chemo and it was pretty harsh on him. Mm-hmm. So he started, you know, feeling very sick. So after the chemo, he was, you know, just very tired and feeling very sick and we couldn't do much. Like yeah. sometimes we did and we... So could you be normal? Could you go for a walk? Could you have a glass of wine? Mm, sometimes. <laughs> Was he yeah. too sick to sit in front of the telly and hold your hand? Um, no, we, we could do that. And um, I don't know, I think it, it, like the first month, I think it was just a lot of up and downs. Hmm. So, you know, like that first week he went to hospital and the pain was just very, very bad. So he was on morphine. Mm-hmm. So the morphine makes you very, very tired mm-hmm. and just like numb. Like he wasn't feeling anything at all. Was he talking? Like commit or he's just mm. not unconscious. I don't mean that. I mean like, yeah. you know, just not not yeah. himself. Like, yeah, there was a lot of, I yeah, there was a lot, a lot of, of loneliness. days. Loneliness. Yeah. Um, like I was with him but yeah. I just you know, we couldn't he was asleep most mm. of the time or most of the day. And, and what would you do? <laughs> at the beginning, I felt like I needed to stay there mm. with him all the time. For him or for you? For him. Mm. But then, I don't know, I started going out a bit more. Not much. It wasn't just to, because, oh, I don't even know. But, um, sorry. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like I needed to do something because then if I stay there all day, I would just go, go crazy. crazy. Yeah. Would you read a book or you you couldn't even do that? It felt like you had um, to be attentive. No, I was like reading a book or just watching TV or doing something around the house. But sometimes it just get got very because I know he was I knew he was sick, like mm-hmm. of course, and he couldn't do much. But mm-hmm. I still I still felt the you know, I was like doing everything around the house. Mm-hmm. And there was that I remember one time I was you know, taking the laundry out and, and it was raining so I had to put it back in and I had this thing and I was carrying it and I lost a bit and I was just so yeah. Give me some freaking help. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, I was frustrated <laughs> and I threw things. I was like, Dah! so angry. Mm. And he was like, are you all right? And he's like, and I was just like, I just, I don't know, I was just very upset because I was like, why are you in my head, like, why are you not helping me at all? Mm. Why are you not doing anything? Mm. But then, you know, I remember sitting down that night and thinking about it, and I was like, well, he's very sick. Mm. Like, it's not that he doesn't want to help me mm. because sometimes he would make, like, an effort and I could just see that it was a very big effort mm. to help me do something. Mm. And so it's not that he didn't want to help. It was yeah. just he couldn't. Yeah. So that was a bit hard for me because I don't know. Sometimes I didn't see that. I was just like, just help me. That's understandable. <laughs> you are human after all. <laughs> yeah. Um but you know, I think that's the adjustment you have to make. Yeah. So, you know, I got adjusted to that and after that it was alright. And I would just do things and it was okay. 
and then I remember I started like looking for jobs um, because I was like, I have to do something. Yeah. Like I can't just be here all the time. Mm. At the end, it didn't work out and he went back to hospital and well, so I didn't take the job. But yeah. Um, so did you get the job? Well, no, I was like in um, interviews, uh, interviews and stuff and then yeah. – I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't the time. Yeah. And, yeah, it didn't work out in the end and I was like, you know what, you know what, this, mm. this is okay and I'm not going to even apply for anything else again. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where are we now in the timeline? Is he, is it January? Um, oh, no, you've only just got married. You were married in November. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, I think we had a good, good December. Like we uh, had a good Christmas. Um, I remember my sister and her husband were from here from Mexico with the girls and, you know, it was very fun. Mm. It was good. He wasn't feeling that good, but, you know, we could, we still, still did, things. did things and, yeah, we had a good time. Um, I got him an Xbox for Christmas <laughs> because he really wanted he could, one. So yeah. a tree, he could sit there and play. <laughs> so it was good because yeah. then we got. But you could play together. And yeah, we could play together, and then we had his brothers over. And yeah, it was fun. Like, oh, that's it was, a great idea. Yeah, it was good. Um, and then in January we went away, so we went to Byron Bay. It was oh. like our second honeymoon. Isn't it? Did you like it? I loved it. Isn't it was beautiful? So good. Yeah. And it was very good to be out of the house and mm. just have time for ourselves. And different, different scenery. Yeah, yeah. So it was very, very nice. Could he go swimming? Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was feeling good at that stage. Uh, actually. What a gift! Yeah, it was very good. We went for walks. We, yeah. you know, went to the pool. And, yeah. Oh no, Byron's nice. beautiful. Yeah. It's so good for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you stay away from Nimbin. <laughs> um. Okay, I uh, just last week we had um, um, Bob Hawke, who was you probably don't know him, but he was the Prime Minister of Australia for a while, and he died. And his wife, who's a little bit crazy, um, said some really interesting, like really profoundly beautiful things in um, an article I read the other day. And she said that I won't go into it, but she, she's a little bit weird. But she one point she made was. Um, while um, Bob was dying, it was the most tender and intimate period of her life. And she said um, there's, there can be so much intimacy between a couple, between someone who is, they rely on you um, for everything. And that's something that you've experienced mm. firsthand. And do you, do you think there's truth in that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yours. I don't know, like the harder it got, I felt like close the closer we got. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like the hard times were just like they were hard because I remember, you know, a lot of times I would feel yeah, very lonely or just very um scared mm. about what was going to happen and seeing him like suffering and in pain and not feeling good. It was just hard. Yeah. But I just loved him so much. <laughs> I don't know, like he's he loved you. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Can you talk <laughs> about the hard or? Um. Yeah. So he. You you say what you want to say. <laughs> if you don't want to say anything, that 
you know. Um, That's totally I fine. think the, the worst thing at the end was that he was in a lot of pain. Mm. So that was very hard because he couldn't do much. And the pain was terrible. Like, you know, I was saying before that he just didn't say anything, you know, that he would always keep himself calm yeah, and yeah. smile and just... Yeah, and I remember know. the first time that he was, like, screaming because he was in pain. I was like, whoa, this has to be very, very, very bad. Is this at home or is this at the hospital? This was, this was at home and then we went to hospital because it was yeah. just very bad. So he tried, like, all these different you know, types of uh, pills and painkillers and stuff. And it didn't work, so we had to go to to morphine. And the morphine just made him feel numb. Mm -hmm. So it was hard because it was not just numb, like, in his physical, you know, activity. It was also, like, his emotional and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That was very hard, actually, because I knew that he wanted to be affectionate and he wanted to show me that he loved me, and he did, but sometimes he just couldn't. Mm. Because, we, yeah, yeah. we need to know that we're loved. Yeah. And when you don't, especially when you're newly married, <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, no, I shouldn't even say that. We need to know we're loved yeah. by our yeah. partner, by our husband or by yeah. our wife, and when we don't know that, it's hard. Yeah. Like we know it. Yeah. But sometimes just some reassurance is, mm. is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would talk to him a lot about it and, you know, he was like, because he, I, I knew it. Like I knew he loved me. Yeah. And I know he loves me. But it was just, um, yeah, I don't know. Like he wasn't feeling it as he was before, so I couldn't feel it yes. as I did before. So that was a very big adjustment to make as well. Um, um, it says here, uh, I read this last night and I lay awake for many hours last night <laughs> thinking over this one. Um, anyone can lay down some money to buy flowers, cheap jewellery, a box of chocolates, but that's not love. Love isn't about how much money someone's willing to lay down for you, but about how much life they're willing to lay down mm-hmm. for you. And you were showing him so much love because you'd put everything on hold, but he'd also was showing you, like, without, without physically showing, mm-hmm. the fact that you were there, it, like, as you were saying before, you kind of um, reflected your love yeah on each other can you explain that um do you know what I'm talking you know what I'm getting at so I yeah I don't know I feel like after before Andy I was just very insecure about myself Mm. I didn't really have that confidence in me and I didn't yeah but then when I you know gave myself to him Mm. in in that way in like I gave my whole life Mm. I just so, you know, like <laughs> my, uh, I don't know how to say it. Just say what, it, and you know what? When I gave my love to him, mm-hmm. I could see that love that I gave reflected back to me. Mm-hmm. And now I, you know, I love myself much more mm-hmm. than I did before because, I don't know, I could see what I was capable of giving. Yeah. And of of course, because it was also giving back and receiving as well yeah Yeah. and it's that vulnerability yeah 
because when <clears> like <throat> you give it, even with the fear of being rejected like mm. when he's sick yeah. at the very end not that he was wanting to reject you because he didn't like you but mm. he just didn't have it in him but you yeah. would still give love yeah. without feeling it but there was a knowing a ref- reflection of what you were giving him was being reflected back even though he couldn't I don't know if I'm not make, I'm making myself clear but I yeah. just like last night I was you know you um I I read it somewhere once before we love them when they least not that they least deserve it but mm. when they're um, when they can't show it back yeah. even more because that's when they really, really need it. Yeah. And you just, you know, personified that. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, okay. So I'm going to take a deep breath. <laughs> How do you say goodbye to somebody that you love? I, I don't know, I still you don't have, yeah you don't is I don't. that is it, I, i'm asking you as a yeah i just couldn't um i remember the last few weeks in hospital i you know i the the doctor said you know like obviously things are not well are not good yeah and um was the hospital close to home so that yeah. you could it was just next to it so okay. it was very good and it's this amazing place Everyone was so good. They make you feel like even if it's a hospital, even you know, you know that hospital, hospital so well. Um, oh, the smell and the, yeah, yeah, like it's not very nice. Yeah. But this one was different. Mm. It's just it made you feel like a home. Mm. And they put a bed next to his bed so I could stay there. And it was just how tiny. often would you stay there mm. all um, the time, or would you? On yeah, a the last two weeks I I stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it was, yeah, so when the doctor said, like, I think it's going to be weeks, that was the first time they gave a time frame. Wow. And In the whole um, process? I think at the beginning they did, but I wasn't involved in the uh-huh. beginning. So, yeah. like, mm. yeah. Um, so when, yeah, so they say weeks, and I remember I was just so scared, you know, and um, I remember going to mass and I just tried to be so angry. Like, why are you taking him away from me? Like, why are you, you know, like you knew this was going to happen. Why did you make me meet him and like mm. go through all of this, knowing that I was going to suffer so much? But I, I don't know, I just couldn't be angry because I could see why. Yeah. You <laughs> know deep I, down why, yeah. but you still... <laughs> want to have an argument yeah and not that I and obviously I don't like the point <laughs> I didn't like the way it happened and but I like I see that there's a lot of good that happened yeah. with it for him for me for his family for his friends like there's so many people so many people and I keep hearing stories about how Andy touched someone's life and how it made him go back to church or mm. you know just be hopeful about different things so much so it's amazing yeah. like it's, it's amazing and you have the same effect on people too <laughs> what you've done <laughs> will affect many many people and many marriages because marriage is hard it doesn't matter how long or short mm. it is it's hard mm. and you loved to the very mm. end mm. and that's only something we can aspire hope to do you know that's what we want and yeah you, you did it so you 
the younger person in, in the, you know, <laughs> have, has, you did it. Mm. So we're going to be asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I can answer. <laughs> um, but I, I think after that day, I think it's just grace, you know. I think mm. just God gave me the grace of accepting you know, even if I didn't like it, just accepting what was going to happen. Mm. So I remember I read, you know, I started reading a lot of books and just being with him all the time and I was reading about death. Mm. I read uh, Elizabeth Cobbler-Ross. She's very good. And I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. I'll write it down. Yeah, later. and, I, uh, you know, she talks about death and how beautiful it is and, you know, like the good side of it. So I was very... A peace. I don't know. It was like obviously I was upset because he was dying, but yeah. I was also like I don't know, at peace. It yeah. surrendered. Yeah. Accepted. Yeah. And trust. Yeah. Trust that because God's not gonna hurt you. Mm. Even though it hurts, he's not there to hurt you. <laughs> yeah. There is goodness that will come from it. And I remember telling Andy one time, like I'm just so lucky. Seriously, I don't know why God loves me so much because why am I feeling like this when mm. this is devastation? Yeah. Mm. Um, and he was feeling like that as well. Mm. Like he was just, you know, he accepted it and he was, yeah, yeah I don't know, ready. Yeah. Um, and I remember I wrote a letter to him and I read he read it like. Could he? Was it? Or was he talking? Or uh, he was. He yeah. was very tired. Like. He was very tired, but he still he was still, you know, uh, very. Um, how do you call that? Um, Cognitively, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was, yeah. He, he was had fine. all these faculties. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people came to visit him, and he was like talking to them, and mm. they would go, and he was exhausted, but he was, you know, making efforts, and he was very good. I think it helped him a lot, and helped his friends a lot as well to see him, yeah, like that. And helped me a lot as well mm. to see him so peaceful and so ready. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I'm still sitting here thinking <laughs> of him talking to his friends and then they leave and he's just exhausted. Yeah. Like, that's giving of himself right to the bitter end. Yeah. And he, yeah, he was just so cheerful. You mm. know, I think he was... Is it was he a naturally cheerful person, or did this come with his illness? Um, I think he was. He was. Uh-huh. He was cheerful always. Well, actually, the times I met him, it was a bit of a you know cheeky kind of <laughs> character. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Quiet, but but yeah. I wouldn't say mischievous. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know him. But I just met. I said, yeah. saw him around, and he, yeah, yeah. But he was always very nice. You know, like we would hmm. be walking and. You know, there's like if I go walking and I see someone, I just like smile at them or something. I wouldn't, and he would start a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Like he was very personable. Yeah, yeah, very friendly. Yeah. Very, very nice. Because <laughs> I think that's why he had a lot of friends. A lot of friends. Like if there was just people coming and coming and coming to mm-hmm. the hospital. Um, and did that make a big difference to him? I think so. Yeah. Do you think that kept him going for a little bit longer? Yeah. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah. He just loved being around people and, yeah, it distracted him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, um, and how how did he die? Was Were you there? Um, yeah, so that, um, 
So on Friday night, I this was the 12th of April, I like I knew things were going bad, like it wasn't great. And the doctor mentioned something about like things developing every day. So that meant that it would probably be a few days, but I, I was not expecting it to be the so next quick. day so quick. So he, I don't know, he was very tired, but he was all right. He just had this bad cough. Mm-hmm. And I remember that night I stayed there and he was, um, it was a very hard night because he was just coughing and coughing and couldn't sleep and I was just seeing him suffering and I just couldn't stop crying. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know he was going to die the next day, but I just, I don't know. I just, there was something that I just couldn't stop crying and I was crying and crying and crying and just feeling Terrible. <laughs> and, Do you think he knew? Um, if he did, he didn't say anything. <laughs> he didn't prepare me. <laughs> um, but um, I remember being cry- like just crying, and he was like, he held my hand, and he just said, "Don't worry, like it's okay. It's just like I'm okay. I just, it's just you know this cough, and it's horrible, and I just want to sleep, but I'm okay. Like don't worry about it." I was like, "Okay." And, you know, he just held my hand and, like, comforted me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's, this is nice. <laughs> Went back to sleep. And then the next morning, I just woke up and it was like a normal day. You know, I had my psychologist appointment, so I went out. And I he woke up and he's like, I really want to have a shower. And I was like, no, don't. Just like wait for me to come back. I'll just go out for a minute. I'm just going to be outside and then I'll come back. And I went out and I was talking to the psychologist when the hospital called. And they were like, where are you? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just outside. And um, so I went back in and, um, you know, the nurse just hold me and said, I think this is it. Like, um, I don't know if it's going to be today or tomorrow, but it's going to be soon. So... Why don't you go back to the room and, um, you know, we'll call the family. I'll give you a bit of time with him. Just tell me when to call the family. So I went in and he was just very, he wasn't, um, he was very confused at yes. that point. Like he was just not, he w- really wanted to have a shower. <laughs> ready. He was, was like, desperate. Yeah. He wanted to get ready to see his yeah. makeup. That's yeah. why. Yeah, and he said something about a lady. <laughs> he wanted to make really beautiful for yeah. her. And I thought that actually in the morning, but then I was like, no, I'm just like, you know, he's just confused. And he mentioned something about a wedding. I have to get ready for the wedding. And then I mentioned it in, in the funeral. Um, you know, he knew. He, he knew. <laughs> he knew. And, you know, they always talk about heaven as a wedding, wedding feast. feast. And oh, here I go. I'm going again. <laughs> Um, so he knew and he wanted to be, you know, presentable and he wanted to be ready. And um, I just went back with him and I I just couldn't say anything. Like, I was just with him and just like, you know, I love you. And I just, uh, I don't know. And we started saying the rosary together. And then the family came in. Um, I still remember his parents came in. And James' mom just said, you know, like, Jesus, you know, Jesus wants you now. You're going now. And I just couldn't. 
decided to slap him for a little bit and I went straight to call my parents and I was like please come as soon as you can <laughs> you know like just come and keep me company yeah. I need you now because he's yeah he's going um, and then you know all the siblings came it was very nice because you know he was with everyone he loved Happy. yeah <laughs> His parents, me, his siblings, and Charlie, his best friend. Yeah. Um, so we spent the whole day with him, and he was just, you know, he was confused and very restless, and I don't know. So they had to sedate him because mm-hmm. he was just, um, yeah. yeah. And we were with him like the whole, you know, the whole day. Uh, and at one point, they came to move him. Yeah. And um, the nurses were there, and then, well, he did get <laughs> before I forget. He, he did have a shower. He did have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> the well, nurse got his wish. <laughs> the nurse and I like yeah. got him ready, Rushed shaved him. him, and everything, <laughs> so he was looking good. Um, and yeah, so we were just with him the whole day, and just you know praying and just talking to him and. But he was just, he was, like, I knew he was listening to us, but he wasn't, like, he was just unconscious. Mm. He was Mm. sedated. Mm. Um, So the nurses came to move him. And, yeah, I still remember, you know, the nurse said, the the pulse is very low. Um, Just come and stay next to him. Uh So I went and took him in his hand and then he just... (laughs) That was it. And, you know, we were all day there. That's all you can hope for. Yeah. Like, as dying to have the people that you love the most around you. Yeah. And you close your eyes from this world and he opens them in heaven and sees yeah. in his cleanly shaven face yeah. our lady and our Lord and, yeah. and the Godfather. The book I was telling you about, um, you know, she, she the, the, Elizabeth Cobbler-Ralsey's doctor, she says that when you die, you have everyone, you know, everyone that you love that, that have died, they're receiving you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he had a lot of people there. Yeah. I love his grandparents, his, yeah. you know. <laughs> Imagine. Like that. I've spent many hours just lying thinking about that. <laughs> to like, and that's what we want. Is to get to heaven, and he mm. he lived such a a courageous and holy life in the end mm. that you helped him do that. Yeah. You did, and that's all you can hope for mm. is that. And you've got direct line to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you feel him? I do. I do feel him. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, not in the same way. No, no. Before, but like, and I think it's another adjustment I have to make mm. because. You know, I remember a few months before he died, he used to tell me, I'm, I'm just very scared of dying and not being your husband anymore. You know, being there without you or mm. being in heaven, you not being my wife. Like, this, you know, we just had, like, such a short time. Mm. And, um, and I just remember telling him, like, you know, you're not even going to think about me when you're there. Like, not in that way. Like, you're not going to yeah. be my... You won't, you won't. You know, we're You'll gonna, be so happy. Yeah, like, you're not going to 
you're gonna think of me, but not like yeah. you know. Um, and I was like, and there's no time in heaven, so we're gonna be together. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you will get there, my friend. <laughs> um, He'll pull you up by your <laughs> shoestrings. <laughs> and then I went, I went to the grave last week, mm. and I was sitting there, and I was just talking to him, you know, just saying things, and I was like. You know, you were so scared of not being my husband anymore. But you know what? You're still my husband. You know, like, you're not here, but you are, in a way. And you're always going to be my husband. Hmm. Even if, I don't know, if I get married again. Yeah. I've just noticed you have his ring on your on your Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been and looking always, at that the I whole time and I just realized <laughs> it's his wedding band. Yeah. How beautiful. Mm. Right near your heart. Yeah. So every time I think of him, I just grab it and like, you know, it's just the way of, I don't know, <laughs> feel him close. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was, you know, he's still my husband and he's, he will, he will always mm. like he's, he has, he mm. has your heart. Yeah. Even if it gets feel like, it's like when you have children, people say, oh, I couldn't possibly love another person, mm. you know, but your heart grows. Yeah. That's the beauty of our hearts. And it's and it's when we um, suffer and surrender and do God's will that it grows. It doesn't get constricted. It it gets bigger. Yeah. So He'll always be in there. Yeah. He's not going to be replaced. No. <laughs> and yeah. So that's yeah. And like I know He's still there. <laughs> so what's it like to come home after <laughs> leaving your husband? Um, saying goodbye yeah that must take a lot of courage Mm, I went back that same day Mm -hmm. and just on my own and I you know went in had a shower because I was been in hospital since the day before and um and you know I was all right I went in had a shower just normal and then I came out and started looking at the photos and I was like this is so I don't know I just felt so empty Mm. you know it just didn't feel like home Um, and then my parents got here and I went with them and I was staying in, you know, somewhere with else them. with, in a hotel with them. And I went back with them once and I was, because my mom was, you know, she's very practical. So she was like, let's start packing and, you know, moving things. And I started doing that and I just, I was like, no, no, I'm not ready. This is not, I just, I don't know. I, I wasn't ready to let go. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I am no. yet. Um, so, um, yeah, and then when my parents left, I stayed with someone. Like, I just didn't want to go home. You wanted to be distracted or you just yeah. wanted company? Or- yeah. I felt like going back was going to be very, very hard and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. But then I went back home, like, three month, three weeks ago, and the that night was very hard. Mm. Uh, you know, just sleeping in my bed again mm. without him. Mm. That I've done before when he was in hospital, but you know, not that he was, he was yeah. yeah, and it was just horrible. I just, I don't know, I just missed him so mm. much, and I was just, you know, um, telling him like I always talk to him, <laughs> and I always say, "It's um, so healthy, though." Yeah, and I always complain with him, like to him. <laughs> Like, why do you leave me? Like, why are you there? <laughs> like, I don't know. And I could just hear him saying, we're going to be okay. 
he 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 always said the same before, you know, we're gonna okay, I got you. And I just couldn't stop laughing at the end because I was like just you know, you always tried to make me feel good. <laughs> just you know, just let me be sad. <laughs> but it was amazing because I could hear like, you know He spoke directly he to spoke your heart. directly to me. Yeah. How beautiful. You know, I, I have um I have a lot of people um, sending me messages saying <laughs> that they they love listening to these podcasts, but no, not never to do it on public transport. But they can't help themselves, so they <laughs> and they always end up at work <laughs> with mascara. <laughs> uh, so I just sorry, <laughs> but this is beautiful, and you have to listen. <laughs> um, I know. Even if we don't fully understand what God's doing in our lives, especially when there's pain and there's suffering and there's confusion and there's a challenge, um, but we know that the Holy Spirit is our comforter yeah. and our lady and Andy, it yeah. seems. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of, is that what gets you through each day? Um, yeah, and I think it's just, you know, it's like a roller coaster. Like sometimes I just feel so, so sad mm-hmm. and just lonely and, you know, that big hole in my heart and mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm never going to feel it. But then, you know, there's Andy saying, you're going to be okay. And then I start making plans and then I'm like, no, I don't want to make plans, you know, like you in my life. I don't want to change it. Like I know I have to move forward and mm-hmm. start you know, doing my life again, like learn how to live without him again. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I do want to and sometimes I just don't want to. <laughs> so I think the most important thing is just, or for me, it's just to let those things come. Yeah. And, but I know that they're not forever. Yeah. So that helps me through. Like. That's, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Because as, you know, I've said a lot on this podcast, there are see we live through seasons. Mm. And they are just for a period of time. Yeah. Um, whether they are hard seasons or, or easy or joyful or they will come to an end. Mm. And you've got, as you said, you have to know that it's not going to last forever, mm. like this sadness. But, I mean, it will still be there Yeah. because he is in your heart. <laughs> it will just be a different, maybe it loses its sting or it, it has a different kind of ache. Mm. but it will it will like yeah forever yeah and um okay I wrote it the other day um oh man (laughs) um you know can I can I read it yeah (laughs) go for it you know I I you know, I wrote, like, you know, I lost my best friend. Mm. You know, the love of my life, the only one that helped me through in hard times and encouraged me in good ones. So, and now I just have a huge hole in my heart, mm. um, you know, because I know I'm never going to be able to see him and talk to him again. Um, but now, but, you know, I know with time I'm going to learn how to live without him here and I'm going to learn how to fill that heart, hole with his presence, you know, with him just in a very different way as he was before. And sometimes, and now I really look for that. I know I can't have it, but I really, 
I really look for like just a conversation yeah. or just something. So I always ask him like when I start making plans, I'm like, what do you think about this? You know, I always try to involve him because he was the only, you know. It was part of your life, such yeah. a big part of your life. He was, you know, he helped me a lot through everything and I don't know. I read something the other day um, on grief, um, well, last night actually, um, and it was that um, – and it kind of goes back to what you said before when he spoke to you and saying, mm. I've got you, you'll be all right. Um, time, you, you lose, you, you're grappling so much to remember their face and their details and even the photos, you kind of study the photos so that you don't miss <laughs> yeah. a thing. Um, but it comes foggy over time mm. what they look like and you look at photos and you think, did they really, was it really yeah. like that? But you never mistake their voice. Mm. Um and their voice is so, you, you can hear it. Yeah. Um, and when you said that, I thought, yeah, well, maybe, maybe that's true. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yes, I've never experienced grief like that. Yeah. Because my babies, I never heard their voice, <laughs> so I don't know what they sound like. But it's probably true. Yeah. Um, and that voice will carry you on. <sighs> All right. Now I'm going to compose myself. <laughs> um. You're incredibly courageous and brave and vulnerable and you will help so many women um, because although it is unique to you, many women will lose or have lost their husband and your words and encouragement will help them. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. You feel like you're my, you're my sister over there. I have to get up and give you a hug in a minute. We're across the table. Every, every fibre in my body while you were talking was like, no, sit down. You can't go over and give her a hug. I'm glad you didn't because I would just lost him. Well, I will when I turn this off. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It is a true love story. <laughs> So at the end of every episode, um, I ask my guests something that brought them joy. And I know um, death is often not seen as joyful, but you're smiling at me right now. <laughs> so there must be some joy still mm -hmm. in there, something sparked joy in you, and it quite possibly could be suffering. <laughs> yes. I, I feel, you know, I've heard this the other day and someone saying that, you can have, you know, periods of your life when you're very sad or suffering, but you can't, you know, you can have joy at the same time. Hmm. You know, there's like two things at the same time. You know? yeah. One is suffering, being lost and, you know, just sad. <laughs> and there's another one that you feel happy because... Purpose, meaning? Purpose. Yeah, exactly. So I... I, you know, there's, there's moments that I just feel very, very, very sad and I feel very lost and I just don't know what to do and I just don't even know how to feel, you know, I'm just mm. crying and crying and I just feel, I don't know, and then deep down this that happiness, you know, that happiness because, and I think it comes back to gratitude as well mm. because I'm very thankful, you know, because I had an amazing husband and I had an amazing time with him mm. and moving here made, and, you know, my whole experience, you know, I found amazing friends, 
mm. an amazing new family. Like, I'm very lucky mm. and I'm very, yeah, I have a lot of joy in my life. That's beautiful. <laughs> so is that what brought you joy, Andy? Andy? <laughs> yes. And what, and, and what he kind of, it wasn't just him, it was all these other things and getting to know yourself yeah. through, through suffering with him. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, mine doesn't seem half as good. <laughs> um, mine's just a song by Hillsong. It's I Surrender, but I have been listening to this because I'm, you know, we all go through seasons and I'm in a season at the moment which is hard. It's not like yours, it's, but it's, it's, this, it's still hard and you just have to surrender and hand it all over because yeah. that will give you the ultimate joy. joy. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you.